And yet his eyes were watching me The anchor holds Though the ship is battered The anchor holds Welcome back everybody for another week at Anchored on the Solid Rock. Uh, this is going to be a great message the Lord's laid on my heart this week. I, I pray that it is. I pray it's an encouragement. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, this message uh, when I uh, got to you know study it and look into it. I'm really excited. I'm really excited to be able to share it with you this week. Another new message. Uh, I'm thankful for everybody who's been looking at the, at the videos lately. I've been seeing a lot of more increase to people seeing them. I, I praise the Lord for it. Uh, I just thank the Lord for the opportunity. It's been a blessing. It's encouraging to see people see the videos and subscribe. Um, it makes me, you know, it tells me that people are actually enjoying it. So uh, that's always nice and it's encouragement. So, uh, but today I'm excited to bring a message from the book of Isaiah. Um, but I would like to pray before starting. My Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for another day, another week, Lord, to be able to bring a message to the channel. I thank you, Lord, for everyone that's been able to watch, and, and you just encouraging me with that, Lord. pray that you just move into my way in this message. Lord, allow my mouth to just speak the way that you want me to and give the message you've laid on my heart this week. In Jesus' name, amen. So if we want to turn here, we're going to be looking at the book of Isaiah today in verse 14. It says, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. And the message I want to bring uh, this week is the promise from the beginning. The promise from the beginning. And I am excited to bring this, this message here. Uh, it's, it's a blessing to know that God created a promise from the beginning. And when we think of the beginning, we think of the beginning of time. But with God, it was, begin it was the beginning before time. It was before anything was created. It was before anything was even known to us. Uh, God had a plan. God had a plan for us. And, and God created this promise for humankind since the beginning of creation. Just like I said, He knows about every moment and every possible outcome. As He laid the foundations of this world and every everything that we see, you know, He had He also had a plan. On how we could be a part of his family. Even before man sinned at the garden. I mean that's encouraging to think. That God created a plan. Before anything happened. That he already had it mapped out. It wasn't plan A. It wasn't plan B. It wasn't plan C. And it wasn't plan D. It was the plan. The only plan. And it's just exciting to know that the Lord had that all along. And he always had that planned out. Before you and I could even think. Before we were even born. Uh, God had a plan. And this this can only happen, the only way uh, with this plan is through the to be able to be a part of His family. The only way for that to happen is through the blood of Jesus Christ. And just like it says in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. He is the one way. There is no other ways. There is not multiple ways. He is the way, the only way. And we need to realize that, and that's what that plan is. Uh, the, the Word of God came 
became flesh for us, so we may know God and that the and the ways of God. Um, and when you look at the Old Testament, we really don't know much of God the Father. We know we know a little bit of the Son in the Old Testament. He he became here and there and, and Christophanes uh, appearing to to help those, but also we we know a lot about the Holy Spirit. That's what you know dwelled. In the tabernacle, the Spirit came into the tabernacle, the holies of holies. Um, but God the Father was was not very known until the New Testament, and that's with Jesus Christ. He told us more about the Father than than anybody would have ever known in that point of time. Um, but we can see in this this uh, right here is the promise was envisioned. The promise was envisioned, and you know the incarnation of the Word was foretold years before Jesus Christ came on the scene. Throughout the generations of Israel, through the prophets of God, they told the Israelites that a Savior is coming. Uh, I mean, from the from seeing through the books in the Old Testament, you can just see those, those pictures of, of Christ um, that we can see in the New Testament now. Uh, he, he was there. He was present. And He was always, in every bit, you can see Jesus. You can see Christ being told that he's going to be coming, he's going to be a savior for not only the children of Israel, which is what he came for, but then he expanded it. And aren't you thankful that he expanded it to us, the Gentiles, those that are not of Jewish descent. And that's just an encouragement and a blessing to my heart, knowing that he, he would do that for me. He would do that personally. He saw me, and he had that plan just for me. He saw me before I was even conceived or even thought of. It's, it's just an encouragement <laughs> to think that he could see us like that. Um, and I, just like we read in Isaiah 7, 14, this is, this is foretelling that, 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 that promise. That therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. That, that word Emmanuel means God with us. And wasn't he with us? In the New Testament, he was dwelling with us he was he was present with us and in, in isaiah nine sixteen, for unto a child is born unto us unto us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called wonderful counselor the mighty god the everlasting father the prince of peace isn't he those things isn't he just wonderful i mean if you just take out everything else just but wonderful he is so wonderful. He is so wonderful in my life. He's been so good to me, more than I could ever deserve. He's our counselor. He guides us and helps us through those times of trouble, those needs, those times where we feel like we're just not going to make it. He is our counselor. He gives us that, that help, that guidance. The mighty God. Oh, isn't he so mighty? He's so strong. He's so powerful of a God that we serve and we have. And the everlasting Father. He's always going to be present. He's always going to be here. He's always going to be uh, with us in every every point of our lives through the through the mountains and through the valleys. And then isn't he the Prince of Peace? The Prince of Peace. He gives us that peace that passeth all understanding. In those times where we just don't understand, that we don't don't even know what's going on, we can hold the Proverbs three five. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. He will help us through those times when we don't understand. When those times where we just don't understand what is going on in our lives, what's going on around us in those, those times of trouble. It's a blessing to know that He's there and He's going to give us that peace. 
But also in First Peter 1, 18, 20, this just shows how much of, of this plan was, was thought of and was created before you and I was even even envisioned and even thought of uh, to be to be in this world. It says, For as much as ye know that ye that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold, from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as the Lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained, that means before, before we could ever even think, before the foundations foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. How big is that statement? Foreordained before the foundation, before earth was even spoke of and created by, by, the, by God in Genesis. He had the plan. He had the plan that he envisioned was going to be executed. And that's where we're going into next. He executed that. But just before he executed it, we can also see that the the envisioning of this plan and knowing that Christ was going to come and become flesh uh, to to be be our savior we can see that it was passed down through the generations as i spoke earlier through the bible you can just see pictures of Christ pictures of Christ being envisioned and told saying he's coming he's coming he's a, he's the messiah he's going to be here to to be our savior and we can see that in John 4:25 with the woman at the well she says the the woman saith unto him, I know that Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. When he is come, he will tell us all things. And who was, he, who was she speaking to? She was speaking to him, to the Messiah. But you can just see there that she knew through passed down through the generations, the Messiah is coming, the Messiah is coming. Everybody was talking about it. Everybody knew the Messiah was coming. And when he did, he was going to... He was going to change the world, and which he did. He changed it in such a mighty way, in, in, in such a short amount of time that he spent in his ministry. He touched the world. And not only that, he was able to expand it for us. He was able to, to push past just God, not just God's people, but the Gentiles outside of that. And so the promise was executed. The time had come for the Messiah to come. And just as it said in the book of Isaiah, uh, in chapter 7, verse 14, like we read, it says in Mary, and uh, Luke 1, 26, 27, when, when the angel comes to Mary, it says, In the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. This was the beginning of that plan continuously being executed. This was the beginning of that going into play, coming into, into fruition. And Mary found favor with God, being chosen to conceive our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. As it was found, as it was found in Luke 1.31, in, in And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. This is when it was happening. And God God planned it. He will execute it just how he planned it. Placing all the pieces in place where they need to be. I mean, that's just phenomenal how he's able to put everything like a puzzle. 
just as if it looks like something's happening in your life and you feel like your world is breaking it's just the pieces are putting right into place to what God wants it wants in your life and he's planning for it and this is just just even even more we can see that how much he's planned and how much he he looks in those details and he wants everything to be fulfilled he wants everything to be the way he wants it to be and he's planned it just a phenomenal plan that that is just unfathomable to be able to think that he how how amazing our god is to have this plan and to be able to execute it through a long period of time for us it seems hundreds of years but to him it's just a moment in time a moment that he's able to plan everything and execute it through the virgin birth conceived through the through the holy ghost the word of god became flesh john 114 and the word was made flesh and dwelt only uh, uh, among us and we beheld his glory the glory as of the of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth now when you look at that word flesh that that word flesh in definition means carnality mankind this this flesh that we have every day uh, uh, the human nature and when you look up in the strongs that that greek word flesh uh, also is a symbol of almost kind of like an external or or a human the human nature or human being uh, kind of like occupying and and and, and being here um, but also when you look at the word dwelt when it says dwelt among us um, it it means to encamp that is to be here to 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 settle in and to inhabit for a time and and we can look also with that we think just like I mentioned earlier in the Old Testament that tabernacle we are the the, the flesh is the the tabernacle uh, like when when Christ comes into your heart you have the tabernacle in you that's where the Lord dwells uh, dwells in you dwells in our hearts and and that's what he's trying to say there when it says dwell he, he came and dwelt among us he, he occupied he encamped he inhabited for a time and that's what he did he came here Jesus came to execute the promise and that means he came to fulfill all that that was foretold of him every every jot every tittle and in Matthew 5 17 and 18 think not that I come to destroy the law or the prophets I am not come to destroy that's Jesus he's saying I'm, I'm not, I didn't come here to destroy I didn't come here to, to push the law aside or, or to be above the law he says but to fulfill for verily I say unto you till heaven and earth pass one jot or tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till it be fulfilled and that's what Christ came he came to fulfill what the father wanted him to do to fulfill that plan to execute it to complete it to do what he needed to do to be able to to know that this plan was being executed exactly the way it was supposed to be and it, and it did he did he did it perfectly the way that he was supposed to and and, and phenomenal it just encourages my heart how amazing our God is how precise our God is how organized our God is even though when it feels like our world is is a storm and unorganized mess he is he is right there making everything the way that it needs to be and, and Christ's birth is who executed the promise and that God planned since the beginning of creation now that Christ was born he can now begin to tell the people of Israel how to become the sons of God 
So, not only was that promise of God foretold or envisioned, it now was being executed by Jesus Christ. Then we can see that not only was it, you know, that promise was, was envisioned or that it was executed, but the promise was for everyone. And I've mentioned that as I've gone along. That promise is for everyone, not just one person, not just a couple people, not just the Jewish people. It is for everyone. Christ is the way to the Father. Just like I had mentioned in John, um, let's see, in John 14, 6. You know, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He is the way. He is the only way to the Father. This is not, like I said, just for a select few people. And some of people, most people hear this verse all the time. And some people who may be watching has never heard this verse. But John 3.16, for, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That, that promise right there. God loves us so much that he gave his only Son. That was the plan. To give his Son to be a substitute for in our place because there's nothing that we can do to be able to earn ourselves to go to heaven or to be the sons of God. It is through Christ's sacrifice at the cross and his bloodshed for our sins to cover us so that when God sees us, he doesn't see our sins anymore. He sees just the blood of, of Christ. He sees Christ right in between us. You know, that's just encouragement, and uh, it fills me up with joy to know that the Lord did that for us, and that God wanted that for us. God had that plan, and it was being executed. God has given us a way to Him, and for everlasting life, through Jesus Christ. This promise is for everyone. This is why Christ came to this world, so that we can have salvation and and a connection to the Father. Because before that, in the tabernacle, only the high priest was able to go to the holies of holies. There was no way for us to communicate with God. But Jesus Christ became our intercessor. He became the person that, that goes in between us to be able to have that communication, to be able to have that line, to be able to talk to our Heavenly Father. It, uh, I've, I've thought of this when, we, when it comes to prayer, when we're able to have the privilege of being able to talk to our Father. It's like a little boy or a little girl running up to their father, being able to just get snuggled up and held by the father and just being able to talk to him face to face. Just being able to go to him and, and just give us give him our cares, give him our worries, give him our needs and and, and give give him our, our our joy. Because there are times where we need to just praise the Lord. We need to just worship the Lord. We need to tell him how amazing of a God we serve. How amazing of a Father we have, a Heavenly Father that loves us unconditionally. I mean, I, I, it, just, it just warms my heart and encourages my soul to know that I have a Heavenly Father looking after me, loving me. When, whenever, whenever I do wrong, whenever I do something stupid, He's there and He still loves me. He loves me so much. And He loves you too. He loves you. And, and if you're watching and you don't realize that, He does. That's why He gave His Son. For God so loved the world. Everybody. Everybody. He loves you. 
<laughs> if that ever hits you, it just makes you want to soar. It just makes you want to just, just. <laughs> it's it's so hard to explain the the joy I have in my heart, my soul, to know that a heavenly Father loves me unconditionally, no matter when I do something wrong. And we all do something. You're not the only one. I'm a sinner, just like everybody else. And he loves me and he loves you. I don't know how I got off on all that, but that's good. <laughs> but all you need to do to be able to become a son or daughter of God is to accept Christ, to realize and to ask for forgiveness for your sins, to believe that Jesus, you know, Jesus came for you and he died for you, and you accept him into your heart, you will get saved. You just got to believe and have faith in the Lord. He's He came just for you and me. He came to save your soul from hell. God don't want you to go to hell. And if you're not saved, that's where you'll go. But God doesn't want that. He wants you to be saved. He wants you to be born again. We're all born once into this world. And that's through that's a that's a human birth, that's a water-based birth. But then we need to be born of the spirit. And that is our soul. Our never-dying soul needs to be born again so that we can be able to have that ability to be the son or daughter of God. In in Galatians 4 3 through 6 through 6 even so we when we were children uh, uh, we, when we were the children of bondage under the elements of the world but when the fullness of the time was come God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons and because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. And that Abba, when translated, it's like Daddy. It's like, hey, Daddy. I mean, when I when I look at my my father, I call him Daddy. I mean, that just think of that that relationship. Think of that that personal relationship. That you can acquire when you get saved. That's the relationship he wants. He wants to be a part of your life. He wants to be there every second of every moment of every day. We just need to accept him. Accept that Christ died for us. So that we can be saved and have that personal relationship. Because right now, without that, that connection is not there. But when you're saved, that connection is formed. And we can be able to talk to our Heavenly Father. It's just an amazing, amazing feeling. God gave us, God gave all of us His promise. And as, and as He's given it for us to accept it, that's all we need to do. We just need to accept the gift. It's a gift. You don't work for a gift. You don't pay for a gift. You don't trade something for a gift. A gift is given. A gift is handed to you. But it's your choice to either accept it or not. Why wouldn't you accept a free gift? It's free. We all love free. 
It's just there to take. It's up to you to do so. God's promise was envisioned. It was executed by Jesus Christ our Lord. And God's promise is for everyone. God, through the years passed down through the generations of the children of Israel, then was executed as it was foretold through the prophets of God. When we have seen, when we have given the way to know about God's promise, and we have given the way to accept God's promise, we can be saved and become the sons of God. All you have to do is accept it. All you have to do is accept it. That action, that action. You, you've you've acquired the the knowledge now. And I hope the Lord's, you know, the Holy Spirit's convicting your heart. But you've got the knowledge now. But now it's your turn to take the action behind that knowledge, to accept it, to take it in. Well, that's all I got this week. Um, it was a blessing and encouragement in my heart. I loved. Uh, this this study here uh, of knowing the promise from the beginning just to know that God made a promise from the beginning for all of us it's for everybody Um, I'm excited uh, for next week thank you if you've not subscribed please subscribe click that like button and the notifications uh, bell right there so you can be able to get notifications on your phone or tablet or however um, so you can be able to continue to be up to date with the episodes as I continue to post them um, but I'm excited for another another week next week. Thank you guys for all the, all the support, all the encouragement. I really uh, am thankful for it. I really appreciate it. It's been a blessing uh, to be able to continue to bring out messages for you guys. I hope you guys have a blessed day.